0: Happy birthday, President Lincoln. It's the WMAY Morning News feed, 723 in the capital city. I'm Greg Bishop. Shout out to Kyle as well. He pointed out to me that uh, Lincoln's birthday today is actually, I don't know if you'd call it his golden birthday or his platinum birthday, but uh, if he were still alive, which obviously nobody lives to 212 years old, but he would be 212 years old on February 12th. It's pretty cool. Uh, but the, the guy who knows more the, about Lincoln than I do and probably most of our audience as well, uh, Lincoln historian Christian McWhorter with the Illinois uh, Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. Uh, Christian, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Uh, 212 years ago, uh, the uh, 16th president of the United States was born, uh, but he's not a native son to Illinois. Uh, I guess let's uh, start there. Where was uh,
1: Where was the 16th president born? hey greg yeah thanks for having me on it's been a while i'm sorry i'm not gonna be able to continue with this interview because you've blown my mind so thoroughly i'm just i'm just speechless i'm i'm in uh isn't that something I'm 212 years on 212 now i don't know if that's a
0: platinum birthday or a diamond birthday or what that is but uh yeah it's pretty
1: cool it's pretty cool and i i yeah I, amazingly yeah no one had pointed this out to me until now so i love it but right uh yeah, Lincoln isn't from uh, Illinois. He uh, he was born in Kentucky. Uh, he spent his early years uh, in Hardin County, Kentucky, kind of moved around a little bit. Um, and then uh, he spends most of his formative years in Indiana. He only um, moved to Illinois uh, in 1830. Uh, really just, you know, he's, he's just you know, past 20 uh, years, you know, he's he's kind of entering his adulthood, and, and that's when he's uh, he's coming here to kind of find his way.
0: Well, and I want to talk a little bit about those formative years, because, I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of us in those years, we we learned skills, we learned trades, we kind of learned more about ourselves. What were some of those things that were instrumental uh, in Lincoln's early years? I know the relationship he had with his father was was difficult at times for Lincoln being somewhat of an intellectual, right?
1: Yeah, I mean Lincoln. I think today we would call him, you know, gifted or something, right? If he was in the in the public school system or something like that, um, you know, Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln was raised on a farm. Uh, his dad, uh, you know, there's a lot of debate over his relationship with his dad, but you know, his dad wanted Lincoln to be a farmhand, and you know, that's that's a lot of the relationship between children and their fathers in those scenarios. Um, and Lincoln certainly, you know, was good at that kind of work. Uh, you know, he later kind of becomes the rail splitter as part of his identity. But that's clearly not what Lincoln wanted to be. Lincoln, um, you know, Lincoln starts to read very early. He starts to teach himself math and he starts to read literature. Lincoln has probably less than a year of formal schooling at all, like really ever in Illinois, Indiana, or Kentucky. You know, he never goes to law school. Um, and, you know, he's able to educate himself uh, and, you know, he kind of comes out of those years um, with, like you said, he's, he's an intellectual. He's an intellectually curious person, um, but he hasn't quite figured out by the time he gets to adulthood, you know, who he's going to be and what his path. Is
0: well, yeah, be. that's right, because, I mean, you know, we know that he, of course, uh, becomes the president of the United States, but he dabbled in all kinds of things, not just wrestling people uh, or being a humorist <laughs> oh, that too. uh or being a humorist and writing under pseudonyms and whatnot but he mm-hmm. also tried to get into uh you know the business side with new salem and uh and 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 trying to trying to that that aspect of life out and that wasn't too successful for him was it
1: no he, he gets to yeah new salem you know north of springfield here you know which is a great site now it's been recreated and he gets to this small town. He calls himself when he recalls it. He he says he's like a piece of driftwood, and you know he he tries all kinds of things when he's there. He yeah he he runs a store, which doesn't turn out very well. It puts him in incredible debt. He's a U.S. postmaster for a while. He's a surveyor. He's in the militia and the Black Hawk War. But it's it's there that he also starts dabbling in politics. He he gets to New Salem and. 1831, and a year later, he's running for, for state office. He loses that first election, but, um, you know, he's already kind of maybe, well, maybe politics, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and some of the things about Lincoln as well is the tragedies he's suffered in his life, mm-hmm. uh, even uh, the first love that he had, uh, some tragedy there.
1: Yeah, by the time he, he, you know, leaves New Salem for Springfield in 1837, he's lost his mother when he was very young. Um, he loses his uh, his sister, um, and then yeah, when he gets to New Salem, um, you know, there's this there uh, there's this young woman in town, Ann Rutledge, and um, Rutledge is already, but the story is she's betrothed to somebody else, and then he goes away and goes to New York, and then she starts hanging out with Lincoln, and they get fond of each other, and that's there's a whole lot of. Um, you know, gray area as to what actually happens in that relationship. But she ends up passing away as well. Um, and, you know, so the story is Lincoln, you know, that she's his first love and Lincoln is, is devastated. We, we don't know quite how true when we know she's a real person. But, um, but yeah, Lincoln is stalked by tragedy and continues to be for the rest of his life.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, we're talking with Christian McWhorter. He is the Lincoln historian at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. And to pass this along to you real quick, they are sold out today at the ALPLM. But Monday, kids get in for free. It's President's Day and admission's half price for everybody else. So put that on your planning uh, for Monday. Uh, Christian, of course, it's also Black History Month this month. And mm-hmm. Lincoln's birthday being today, uh, he is integral. Uh, in black history in so many ways, and his thinking of uh, African Americans evolved throughout his time uh, into adulthood, into becoming president, into dealing with the Civil War and so on. Uh, but we can't not stop uh, you know, this conversation without highlighting uh, the importance of the Emancipation Proclamation uh, and the legacy that he left uh, with that document.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and first, let me let me say that the half price, by the way, is the whole month of February. Oh, the so whole month of February? No, I appreciate
0: that. Thank you. Yes.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, just want to make sure folks know. And yeah, so, um, but I appreciate you bringing it up. Um, the, uh, yeah, when Lincoln, you know, this is one of the most controversial parts of the Lincoln story, or, you know, we're still arguing about, you know, Lincoln's relationship with African-Americans, what are his views on race, what are his views on slavery. We know that Lincoln pretty much for his entire life, um, you know, hated the institution of slavery. But, you know, Lincoln's uh, relationship with African-Americans is a different story. He, he, you know, he knows a few black people here in Springfield, um, you know, but whether what his, his views of, you know, equality and those kind of things are, are a little murky. But when we get to the Civil War, you know, suddenly Lincoln is presiding over a war that, you know, is being caused by the issue of slavery and its expansion. Um, you know, the Confederates fight very well in that war, which convinces Lincoln that slavery is part of what's keeping the Confederate war effort going, and he's not going to be able to reunify the country as long as slavery still exists. Um, and, but Lincoln also comes into contact with um, Africans like Frederick Douglass and Elizabeth Keckley, who I think start to influence his views on uh, who African-Americans are and what they're capable of. Um, he ends, and then he issues the Emancipation Proclamation, right, as a war measure— and the thing the Emancipation Proclamation does, it allows African-Americans to serve in the military, and that clearly influences Lincoln, too. I think one of the most important things to remember about Lincoln is in the last speech he ever gives, just a few days before he's assassinated, Lincoln says, uh, Lincoln proposes the idea of maybe giving black veterans the right to vote. That's a huge step forward. You know, that is, uh, I mean, obviously today we see that as, well, obviously, but for, you know, a middle-class white guy in 1865 to propose that, it's the first time Uh, president ever proposes anything like that. And so I think it's part of that same thing we were just talking about, Lincoln's capacity to learn, to educate himself, his views evolve, and he's always kind of open to new ideas, and I think that definitely is reflected in his attitudes about race.
0: And that's just some of the stuff you'll see at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. Uh, Lincoln historian Christian McWhorter, thank you so much for taking time with us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed to kind of give a, a you know a brief overview, and eight minutes doesn't do it justice, so people definitely need to get to the ALPLM, uh, and it's half price admission all throughout February. Kids get in free Monday for President's Day. They're all booked up for friday today though so uh you won't be able to get into the uh, alplm but make your plans for monday and half price admission all february long uh at the alplm abraham lincoln presidential library and museum uh christian thanks so much again uh and we'll talk uh, in the near future all right sure thing greg anytime